well, um, I'm sure that the MI6 would like to have their their lost agent back. You can have him back. The Gestapo have your missing people at the torture central in Kreuzberg. My missing people? Of course. The, the lady, Eisenberg. Lawton. A great deal of other people as well, I believe. They <sighs> um, have exposed your entire network, you see. I have no idea what kind of of lies you are talking about. Of course you don't. Of course you don't, and it's it's fine. It's fine if you if if you don't know what I'm talking about. I would just like to I would just like to ask that you you be kind. You take pity on the people of Germany when you win the war. Forgive them their sins. We can begin anew. Do I look like a preacher? No, you definitely do not. Forgive people's sins. No, I don't know what you're aiming for, but okay. Uh, thank you for the information, and good luck with your work. Oh, thank you. The machine must not stop, and I will ensure that it doesn't. And he goes back to uh, looking over the, the crime scene. And she walks out of the room. Did we hear the, the speech from inside the apartment? If you tried to overhear it, you might have, did you? Yeah, for sure. Then you would have heard it. Yeah. That was weird. We go now, yeah. <laughs> yes, we will go now. Mm-hmm. In a quite hurry. And uh, Farley, as you are leaving, you see the the man looking out through the, the burned-out apartment. He's looking uh, at you, and you see that his shadow... His shadow is much bigger than it's supposed to be. Unnaturally big, as if as if it's not just him standing there, but something something else. Something beyond the reality that you're perceiving. It gives you the shivers. I stare at it. But I don't bother trying to tell my companions about what I've seen. Are you certain that you are a field agent? Tremond? Why do you ask? Because you just exposed yourself as an MI6 agent. I did not. I did not. I really did not. You were flustering when you spoke. You were... I could hear the sweat drops falling on the ground from outside the door. Well, let's just say that I was mostly placed um, in the desk division. And this is one of my first missions. And this is very sensitive for me oh, to say Shiza. to you. So so you can go Shiza all the way, but it's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. This is my life. You are leaving me in Berlin. You go home, yeah? I am still here. You don't have to stay here, do you? You could also flee. But why did they put you in charge of such a sensitive mission in such dangerous circumstances. Yeah. I can ask the same to you. Why would they put a crazy man in this mission? A man that sees signs everywhere, that gets pale, that looks like he's going to faint. 
If I see things that you don't... It makes you crazy. Then maybe that's just a good thing. Maybe it's good that there's somebody in this group who's got their eyes open wide. So they can see all the ghosts. Well, I've been fighting for years. I've been fighting fascists around the world. So this is... This is a battle zone, right? We're in the middle of a war. There's a good reason why I'm here, but why are you here? Mm. She turns her back to him and ignores him. (laughs) 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 Like a real mature... (laughs) It's the silent treatment, Deluxe. I I shake my head and, and, and drop it and say... Everybody's been killed, just about. Or they're trying to get anybody that we want to have contact with. There's only one person left on the list, and we're going to go there fast as we can. We're going to Elsie. The man right said now. that uh, they had the entire network. Yeah. He did say that um, that uh, Lawton and Eisenberg were being held at the Gestapo's torture central. Didn't he also say something about like all the people? Who... Not Elsie, right? He did say that the uh, the, the network has been uh, exposed. He did not uh, mention anything specifically about her. Oh. So maybe she has. She can be the hope. You have, of course, also gotten a location. Kreuzberg is a uh, is a part of the city. Uh, you know that there's a torture central uh, that the Gestapo is running uh, there. That may give you something. Uh, Elsa might know more. We should try and get Elsa out if we can. Yes. Right. Over to the radio house, fast as we can, then. So you do, um, and you head over to uh, House des Rundfunks, which is this massive office of the German radio, the, the central hub in Goebbels' propaganda machine. And Bauer, the, the closer the war gets to its inevitable end, the more bizarre the propaganda has become. It's even become to, it's even um, begun to become humorous. Strange that it is accepted by Goebbels, but uh, perhaps he believes it, uh, it's good for morale if people get to smile once in a while. Uh, there's a lot of activity in this modern building, which is uh, which is open to you uh, without uh, any problem. It's uh, decked out in Nazi imagery in the same way as uh, everywhere else. The, the air is thick with cigarette smoke, and everywhere you can hear the, the mechanical sound of uh, typewriters uh, banging away. And uh, if you wish to see Elsa Ingersleben, um, it is... Uh, not that difficult for you to do. You have been given a uh, a passphrase by the MI6. Unless you um, intend to do anything specific about uh, this approach, um, we can take you directly to see her. Or uh, would you like to, to do anything uh, before that? Uh, speak to Goretti about something? Or... I'll tell him to wait, wait in the car again, I guess. Great. Let's yeah. go in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're in a hurry, I think. I think we'll try to get to her as fast as possible because if we can get a minute's head start on the Gestapo if they are as close as they were with uh, Moretti, Goretti, then uh, a minute could mean the world. So, And that's what you do then. So um, Elsa Ingersleben, she has an office on the third floor. Um, she meets you um, quickly after you've given her the passphrase. She's blonde and very much fitting the Nazi ideals for a German woman. She greets you with a worried look on her face when uh, she's been given this. Uh, since she has been given this uh, passphrase, and uh, m- makes a, a shush move with her finger as you enter her office. 
She uh, turns on a, a gramophone and, and mu music begins to, to play rather uh, loud. Remain very quiet here. The walls have ears, she says. Uh, you are in great danger. Uh, uh, yes. I, I think I am. I think we, we all are. But uh, do you have some specific reason I should be worried about? Everyone who has met with Lawton is gone or taken by the Gestapo. Well, then we must then we must move quickly. The Red Army is coming, and I, I anyways wanted to leave. I don't think the NKVD would be particularly kind to me after everything I've I've done for for Goebbels' propaganda machine. I mean, I've given them information, but they aren't particularly forgiving to people they consider to be security risks. They will understand. But uh, Lawton, you can talk on the way, yeah. Huh? Uh, you meet us outside in. Three minutes, yeah? All right, she says, and uh, she uh, she leaves you there. Uh, she stays in the office as you as you leave. And uh, three minutes later, indeed, she uh, catches up with you at the car. There's no Gestapo around here, at least not that you can see. Okay, I guess I'm driving, so you guys do the talking. What? Uh, we, we, you, you will help get me out of here, yes? What can I do to help? I, I want I want to do something. Have you seen Lawton? Have you met Lawton recently? Um, the last time I met him, um, I gave him some names of NKVD contacts, uh, Franz Krause and, and Moritz Bieber. They were arrested by the, the Gestapo just a, a few weeks after that. Since then, I have had no contact with him. I, I don't... I don't trust him. I, I think he's... I think he's selling us out. I think he's going to defect. Have you any idea where he might be? Uh, well, he just disappeared, but ha have you learned anything about where he might have been taken? Or, or why, where he might have gone, rather? We only know where some of the others have gone. They've been held by the Gestapo. Him, we've no idea. Well, didn't uh, didn't um, Müller say that he was He's held there as capture, well? He's also capture, isn't he? He did. He's also yeah. Kept, yeah. We don't know if you can trust him, but uh, that's what he said. He did say that uh, Lawton and Eisenberg and um, ah. the others yeah. are at uh, this torture central in Kreuzberg. So that info is already retrieved, but if you uh, will, you share that with her the information that you learned from uh, Müller, or uh, do you keep that to yourself? Keeping that thing to ourselves might be good. Just for the for now. Mm. Yeah, maybe to we just uh, we just adds. exchange glances when she asks us about Lawton. We just if you can get me out of here, I can give you I can give you all the I can give you the name of the the NKVD operatives here in in Berlin. I'm sure the MI6 would would appreciate that. Just please, you have to get me out of Berlin. Mm. We've got a job to do here, and we have to get Lawton. Yes. Do I know of a safe house or something, some uh, hideout where I can, where we can hide Elsa and Goretti while we do our task? Um, you uh, know of a safe house, but it seems as if um, a lot of information has been leaked. It's very possible that Lawton would know of any safe houses as well, if he's the one who has been revealing this information, that is. But uh, it seems 
to reason that uh, that um, such a place might be compromised. So uh, you don't think it would be safe. It's probably the safest, actually, that they're with you. Yeah, unless we go to the Gashapo. Right, but uh, yes, exactly. That's true. Okay, so we just hide them in the car when we go there? Are we going there? How are we going to get in there? That is going to be quite a pickle, yes. Ah, I, I presume it's heavily guarded. <laughs> yeah. And they only let in Gestapo or like high officers of the Wehrmacht in, I presume. Well, Bauer, you you know now that you've heard um, this specific information about Kreuzberg and about um, about the Gestapo. You do know that that in Kreuzberg, the, the the one place of interest that you know of there is is the the hospital for the blind in in Bethanien, which is it's a big military hospital. But you know that the Gestapo. Um, also seem to have some kind of an operation there. Um, you know that some of the... You've seen workers from the Rulsdorf camp, uh, Soviet women, being moved over there um, for, for something. Uh, I mean, it, it wouldn't have necessarily stuck out as that strange before, but now that you have this information, it seems like like that might be the place. If if that is the place, then at least part of that area is would be accessible to you. The, the hospital for the blind mm. would be mm. the Gestapo compound. There would uh, be a bit more tricky, but um, yeah. it might be worth looking into. But we will be able to come up close, and uh, it's not been a Gestapo headquarter for no. ten years, so it's uh, yeah. Well, I share this information, and I say. If we are going there for, if we think that Eisenberg is there or someone else as well, maybe, nudge, nudge. Um, yeah, it's your show, your call. Yes, I think we'll go there. We don't have any other choice now, do we? It's worth the go. Yes. So I drive over there. Drummond is, is still a little bit um, moody <laughs> for... <laughs> Farley and Bauer mistrusting her, asking her why she's leading the mission at all. So she's uh, having quite a low profile right now. Yes, the the feeling in this car is not uh, the best. And it is not just because you're being hunted <laughs> by the Gestapo. Um, so the uh, you, you um, quite easily come up to this uh, hospital at... Uh, which is the Bethanian Hospital. It takes up an entire block and it's got its facade towards Marianenplatz, which is a long, narrow park in the uh, relatively intact workers' quarters in Kreuzberg. It's a three-story tall, white colossus of a building with a grand entrance flanked by two minaret-like towers. Part of this building has been razed, probably bombed, but you see that there's plenty of activity going on. Convoys of transports uh, uh, the carry wounded soldiers from the Eastern Front are arriving to leave their human cargo before heading back to the front. There's a lot of uh, traffic there, so you can probably basically pull up and, and go in there if you uh, would like. Yeah, I guess we do. And uh, tell the others to stay in the car. I was thinking if we should stop somewhere to get to arm up a bit, but um, that would take time and... In such close quarters, a pistol will be best in a way. 
So I'm thinking we each have pistols and one submachine gun, and the first yeah, guards we shoot, we can take their guns. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Easy and smooth. Yeah. Easy <laughs> peasy. In theory. <laughs> in theory. It's gonna be a walk in the park. Yeah. Lovely. Nobody seems to be paying you any mind as you're walking uh, around here among the injured soldiers inside of uh, inside of this uh, quite beautiful building, actually. Um, and um, what, but, but just before the shit hits the fan, what's the extraction plan for <laughs> Drummond and Farley? The extraction plan is well. It seems like their primary. You you know this Drummond. They they want to get rid of Lawton. You will need to find your way back to the Allies somehow. Mm. But you're resourceful. You'll think of something. Okay, so they're on their own. They're on their own, yes. When the mission is done, okay. Yeah. Yes, the Allies are in around Belgium and at the, have just entered uh, into Germany. So uh, that would be a good place to go. Probably not a good idea to go to uh, the, 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 the Red Army. They might, uh, might not be as kind, even though they're Allies. Or... Farley? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a later discussion. I just wanted to know if there was an airplane waiting on some field nope. like in 24 hours or something. Nope. Nope. Okay. Unless you can get one. You can steal one. Yeah. If anyone can fly it. <laughs> okay. But just now, anyway, here we are. Yes. And uh, you uh, are... Uh, you. you quickly come into the uh, the building and, and um, reach the it's like a cathedral or a church like a like a chapel there's a there's painted arches and beautiful arched windows um, some of them have now been partly covered with bricks and shutters but there's this sort of lingering holy feeling uh, in this this hospital you, you see exhausted doctors and nurses that are sitting um, over at the the, the canteen that they have arranged and, and, and they're resting while the others are, are, are tending to uh, to to the patients and and Farley of course for you this is this continues to be clearer and clearer this this place is more than it seems behind the walls here you you see it the, the great city it's all around you here the veil is is so thin and this place is protected by something or someone and that's when you see her it's um in one of the the arched windows sits uh what you see farley you see a a naked woman with cut off lips and open festering wounds on her arms and legs her body is penetrated by black iron that seems to keep the wounds open they should kill her but she's very much alive i would like you to roll to keep it together uh, 16? Then this makes you feel a bit uneasy. It is your eyes showing you strange things again, though. And, well, you've somehow gotten used to it. It doesn't affect you as much as it should, um, which is really strange. And you're becoming quite worried about yourself, but it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really bother you that much somehow. However, the uh, the two of you, Drummond and uh, and Bauer, what you see is uh, a normal, rather thin woman in her thirties, wearing clothes that look a bit clerical, um, as though she might be a deaconess. It's not uncommon that these hospitals are run by religious organizations. 
She seems to have noticed you, but um, doesn't make any move. But Bauer, there's something strangely attractive about her. Her smile, perhaps. Some kind of allure. You're not quite sure. Drummond turns to Bauer and she says, Bauer, I see you have been taking a little liking to this woman, so why don't you just go talk to her? We have more important things to do, yeah? We need to find uh, the Gestapo. And who could you ask? Well, I... Yeah, I go up to the deaconess and um, try and flash my best smile. And uh, She looks to you um, as you do that and uh, says something that you wouldn't expect out of the mouth of a deaconess. You look like you might have cigarettes. I could kill for cigarettes. It just so happens that I do. And I pull up a pack and uh, just flick my wrist a bit so one cigarette just halfway goes up like <laughs> very smooth <laughs> she uh, motions towards the uh, the park uh, that uh, you can see on uh, the other side of this, this canteen there's a there's a door leading out into the park uh, belonging to this hospital mm. and I pull up some matches as well and light your cigarette and she um, leads you out into uh, into the park. You, you see that the trees in the park here have been cut down and, and everything is dying. Um, probably hasn't been a priority to take care of this uh, place for a long time now. Uh, what about uh, Drummond and uh, Farley? What are you doing? Mm, scoping the place, see if there is... Just try to get a feel of the place and uh, looking at potential people to ask hmm. yes you see a lot of uh, there's a lot of doctors a lot of staff here um, there's a lot of soldiers but a lot of them are, are of course injured they are they have bandages covering their eyes there's no one that the, that directly sort of screams out as being of, of particular uh, importance but uh, Bauer seems to be following up on something that you pointed him towards and uh, perhaps that will yield something what about uh, you Farley I go up to this so so for me i'm seeing this same woman completely differently yes that, yes and i'm still seeing her in that way yes this wounded naked woman mm-hmm. so i don't follow the other two outside i just go up to the woman and in a low voice i say i can see you What's happened to you? Would you like to know? She asks. Yes. Follow me then. In that case, you uh, you uh, follow her outside. So she is the deaconess, just so you're clear. That the, the yes. deaconess is this uh, naked woman. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, she lights. She's the the cigarette has been uh, lit, and she's uh, standing out there smoking, and and. Uh, uh, the two of you are standing close to her, and uh, she introduces herself. I'm uh, Deaconess Felicia. God's light be upon you, she says with a with an amused smile. Bauer looks uh, sideways at <laughs> Farley, who went up and said, I can see you. What happened to you? <laughs> and just, uh, um, okay, um. Uh, you have worked here long, Felicia, Dickness? Oh, a very, very, very long time. 
you wouldn't know where where the Gestapo have their quarters. Yes, they are in the building uh, next to the hospital. I see. Um, would you happen to have a prisoner called uh, what? What is Lawton's um, uh, alias? Or uh, yeah, it's Lucas Smets is uh, his alias. Yes. Smets, a uh, Schmetz. We would have both uh, Lucas Schmetz and uh, Nicholas Lawton the the same in one. Yes, he is here. He was fun. Had so many things to say. The Gestapo were very happy to learn his secrets. I look at uh, Farley first, uh, see his reaction of her words. Why are you helping them? Well, they have uh, they have bound us to them. Their leader, Max Vester, he's a, a death magician. I'm sorry, just. Just, uh, back up there a little bit. Uh, Don't give me that. You have seen things. I have seen things. You see the truth as it is. You must know that the world is not as as you believed it was. I have seen that, and Farley looks a little bit meaningfully and triumphantly at the other two. (laughs) Bauer's facials facial muscles have been working a lot this past minute he does not understand anything he's just yeah he's perplexed and he's lost for words he just stands there uh, silent just letting these two have their conversation he doesn't understand anything he he's baffled she puts her uh, arm on you uh, Farley and and you see her as she really looks like would you kill him for us. Max Vester, would you kill him? Set us free. You seem capable. You seem like you're here for a reason. Why not? He's a fascist, isn't he? That he is, and much, much more. But I want to know first who you really are. What would you do if you were free? Whose side would you be on? We have a purpose now. That would be our role going forward as well. We would just be able to do it in the way that we see fit. I'm against fascism and fascists. And their enemies are my friends. Yes. And if you would like, we could torture we could torture as many fascists as you would like. Just bring them here. We have a purpose and a task here. Even if Hervester's um, gone, we will have work to do. You can come join us here if you would like. It's a lot of fun. I wouldn't go that far. But, but if you'd leave... If you'd leave the enemies of the fascists alone and you'd give a bit of it, if you'd stick a bit of it to the fascists themselves, now we're talking. Kill Max Vester and we can torture anyone we want and uh, I could think of nothing that I would like more than to torture the Gestapo. If I'm going to try and kill him, first I'd need some help, right? Because... Getting close to him would be pretty bloody difficult. Second, 
I want Lawton. When it comes to Lawton, he's already been given to us as a, as a prisoner. He's kept in the city beyond. That's where, uh, where the Gestapo are now as well. I wouldn't let you leave with him. They belong to us, to me and my my sisters. But I would allow you to, to kill him if you would like. We could still continue torturing him, even if that were to happen. But most of all, we would like to have Mr. Vester killed. And we believe that you can do that. And what would happen to me, to us, afterwards? You could leave. You could go and fight the war, or do whatever you would like. You would not be of our interest anymore. You would have helped us. We would be grateful for that. Right then. Why not? During this conversation, Bauer has been slowly, slowly walking backwards towards Drummond. And then stood, been standing beside her. And probably exchanging a look or two. Drummond is shocked. She doesn't know if she... She thinks that she thinks that the thing that she's hearing is is just she's questioning if this is real. <laughs> Everything about this uh, trip to Berlin has been has been so surrealistic and unreal. Uh, toga party at the Italian embassy, uh, starting there really. It's just been insanity. But Berlin is insanity now. That is what the city has become. Yes, but she's wondering if this is maybe too much when this information is brought up to her. They are both crazy, right? But if they lead us a lot on, we kill him, yeah? No problem. Of course we will do that, but I just can't wrap my, wrap my mind around what this woman is saying. It's just... It's just too weird. It's like Baldi was right all along. Do you think so? <laughs> Which is just... No, but it seems like it now. It seems very... It's so surreal. You don't think she's crazy? I think both of them are, to yeah. be quite honest. Yeah. I just want to get out of here, but still. I mean, Lawton needs to... Be handled. killed. Yes. I'd rather say killed. It's in my interest. Let's just say that. I'd rather say handled. Hmm. So let's just do what no. she's asking for. Did this? Did, did she say? Did she tell uh, Farley uh, if he could get to Lawton first, or was killing Vester a condition to get to Lawton? Um, well, Lawton seems to be kept in this city beyond that she is is mentioning. That's also where. Uh, where Vester uh, is, it seems like a condition for being able to return is killing Vester. Yeah. And the city beyond, what's that? Have you have I heard about that before? No, that sounds completely crazy. How do they get there? <laughs> so that's what Drummond does. She she walks a little bit closer to um, to the diaconess, and she asks. I heard your proposal, and we are accepting it. We would like to know how to get to the city beyond. 
while the way in is using the stairs in Mr. Vester's office. Go down, and you will be in the city beyond. You just need to get in there first, but that shouldn't be a problem. There are mean-looking guards outside, but they hide in the air raid shelters during the nights, just like everyone else. So we wait till the night, and they'll be off, and then we go in. Sounds smashing. <laughs> Let's just wait then. And we've got this key, and in there they've got weaponry. That's a good thing. Let's go in there and stack ourselves up with with weapons. And how many hours are there till uh, nightfall? Um, you have been driving uh, all across Berlin uh, during the uh, the day. Uh, a lot of things have happened. It's starting to become evening now. You will not have to wait that long. So then let's uh, let us jump ahead in time, and the the air raid. Uh, Sirens have sounded, and uh, the B-17s are overhead, dropping their bombs on Berlin. And the guards that were standing in front of the Gestapo building here, uh, they had SGG-44s, there was a a machine gun uh, nest up in the window, but they're they're gone. They've hidden, because that's what you do when there's an air raid. Um, And the building is yours, seemingly. It's, of course, locked, but, hmm, you have a way in. And and Farley has the key? Yeah. He does. Yeah. So he fits it into the lock, and presumably it it uh, opens? It does. And I step inside. Yes. And um, it's, a, it's a two-story brick building. Uh, this office here, it's filled with various Nazi regalia and books. There are shelf after shelf of books. They look ancient and are written in uh, languages that you know of, but that you cannot read. It's uh, Aramaic, Hebrew, Arabic, Cyrillic letters. Some, though, are in German and in, in Old English. Uh, just looking at the titles briefly as you walk by indicates that it's about like religion, prophecies, the occult, that kind of stuff. There's a door that says weapons locker here, and then uh, there are stairs that go up or down. Well, the door that says weapons locker will be the one that I go to, for sure. And you open that with the key, and it is completely empty inside. Nothing. We'll have to make do with what we have. I suppose so. She said... That there was weapons and things yeah. in here. Anything we would need. That happens sometimes. Was she talking about something else? Bauer's really uh, feeling that she's setting, she's setting them up for a trap. I mean, an empty Gestapo building giving us a key. They're just mm. This is just a setup. There's a red flags all over the place. I mean, the player, Andreas, totally think that Dominic's right. Yeah, the weapons are not <laughs> weapons. But <laughs> Bauer is like, this is a trap. We should get out of here. We should not be here. Yeah. So what do you and do? Drummond feels the same. We've started. We've started. I'm going upstairs. And I, uh, with my submachine gun, gun at the ready, I, I start to 
quietly as I can ascend the staircase. You will remember that she said uh, go down the stairs. But you can go up the stairs as well. Was it go down the stairs from his office, no? Yes, and uh, the, the stairs are uh, here in his uh, in his office. Oh, we are in his office. Sorry, I missed yes. that. Sorry. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, me too, actually. I thought we were just in the building. I didn't realise we were in uh, his office. All right. Okay. I knew we were in the office. Then we go down the stairs. <laughs> okay, down the stairs we go. <laughs> I was like, oh, what a bold choice. Mm. Hmm. So, you uh, you walk down the stairs... And you find yourself coming down the stairs back in the same room you were just in. The same house. But there's no Nazi regalia here. Everything else seems to be the same, though. Plenty of books here, too. The same books? Well, similar books. This isn't the same room, Farley. It might look like that to the others, but not to you. You know that you are exactly where you need to be. And that what you're looking for is in the hospital. There's a room here that reads Weapons Locker as well. I open it. And you open it with a key, and in the Weapons uh, Locker are 12 assault rifles, grenades, Panzerfausts. There's boxes filled with uh, rifles, MP40s. There's two machine guns, SS uniforms. There's a flamethrower. The entire German armory at your disposal in here. And I look at it like a young child might stare at the contents <laughs> of a toy or a sweet shop. And I, I look down at my, my adapted Sten gun with distaste and discard it. And I, I start by taking an MP40 and presumably there's plenty of ammunition here. All that you can carry. And are there handguns as well? Yes, there's a row of Lugers available as well. Excellent. So I, I discard my obsolete Dreiser pistol um, and uh, and I take a Luger. Um, but some of the other things they they look a little bit a little bit heavy for for quick as, uh, quick assault purposes. Uh, a machine gun, a flamethrower, though it's very tempting. The the the, the flamethrower, actually, well, he he, he takes a flamethrower. Then you put on the the flamethrower, the big backpack yeah. uh, with the, the the fuel in it, and yeah. uh, you have uh, operated one of these before, so you know what to do. Oh, and um, uh, it, grenades. Grenades. Yes. I take grenades. Drummond and Bauer, um, while Farley is inside the candy shop here, uh, you are you are also coming down here, and you hear you hear sulking and moaning coming from uh, one of the offices here. Someone is uh, clearly suffering in, in here. That way, Bauer. Do you hear that? Yeah. We should go see what it is. Do we see the weapons as well? Yes, you see, uh, you see the weapons uh, in there, and you see Farley and getting uh, kitted out. I'll just, uh, as I'm passing by, just grab a few grenades. Yes, you do. And uh, quickly, you notice that the stalking and moaning is coming from 
from cells. They were offices in the other Gestapo office, the one in your world, you suppose. Um, here, it's it's cells. And you see behind iron bars Leonor Eisenberg. And with her is a another man that you don't recognize. She's in bad shape, face swollen from beatings, and she's uh, all bloodied up in a catatonic uh, state. She's sort of sulking and, and, and moaning, and the, the man is, is, is crying. They both seem to be very difficult to contact, but they are alive. Farley, could you check the key if it goes, if it works on the locks, on the cells? I, I try the key in the cell door. This key opens all doors here, and uh, it opens the cell as well. But they're just sitting there, um, as if too afraid to, to move, or too messed up to move. You're not quite sure. But you've found Leonor Eisenberg, and uh, someone else. Can we try and shake them, try and slap them? You try, but you do not reach through to them. They need proper care um, to, to be able to be contacted. You mean beyond slapping and being shaken? <laughs> yes. <laughs> beyond slapping and doing that, yes, exactly. There is also a, a metal door here uh, that uh, looks quite ominous uh, close to the cells. With that has a, one of those slits that you can open to sort of look in through, like an isolation cell. Mm. Let's open that one and see what's in there. Well, we, we can look through, the, through this slit, through this hatch, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can. And uh, sitting on a chair there, uh, it's a metal chair, there's blood all over the floor, is uh, what looks to be a man with a hood on. You cannot see uh, this person's face. When Drummond sees this, she turns to the guys and she says, I think that is Lawton. We should go in and lift the hood and see who it is. Can I just ask, uh, do we all, do we know who Lawton is? Have, uh, who, sorry, what, what he looks like? Have we seen photos yes. of him? We have, okay. You, you have uh, photos of all the contacts and you have a photo of Lawton okay. as well. Okay, yes. okay. And, and the man with Leonore doesn't match any of these photos? No, it no. does not. It, 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 you get a, a feeling that it might have been some, yeah, someone else from the network that has uh, has been uh, been taken by the Gestapo. Uh, perhaps El- Elsa mentioned some men that were taken that that were contacts of hers. It could be, it could be one of them, or it could be someone completely different. Can we just whisper in through the in through the hatch? You can. Uh, as you do so, uh, there is, however, no response. This man is also not moving. I shrug my shoulders and fit the key into the lock. And the door opens. And in front of you is this man sitting on this uh, metal chair with a hood on. I I have... Uh, well, obviously I've got the flamethrower. Um, I've got MP40. I'm checking the room carefully. There's nobody else in here. Is that right? There's nobody else in here. It's a rather smallish room. Uh, big enough for a few people to, well, go to work on this person torturing them, but that's about it. And and this person is is tied, is 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 restrained, yes. restrained with uh, handcuffs and uh, and ropes. So I I walk over and pull the hood off, and it is uh, a very badly messed up Nicholas Lawton. He has been badly beaten. He is unconscious, but he is alive. It is him, yeah. We bring him, we go, yeah. 
they said they wouldn't let us leave with him. Do you remember? She That's said. That's what they said. Yes, I heard it, but um, we can try. Yeah. I myself think the best thing to happen right now would be just to put him out of his misery. I'll be happy to do that. Do you do that? Yes. Do you just pull out your gun and shoot him in the head right there and then? Yes. Then that's what happens. Do you try to stop her? Yes. <laughs> Let's see if you manage to do so, because she's acting very quickly here. Let's do... Drummond tries to do a uh, violence roll, so plus zero. Mm-hmm. And Farley will try to... Uh, and do a uh, coolness roll here. So plus two. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I've got uh, 20 there, actually. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and I got 13. Uh, 13. Uh, well, 20, yes. 20 plus two, so actually 22. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 22. <laughs> yeah. You rolled double tens. <laughs> yeah. Oh! So then, uh, you, your your lightning fast reflexes just activate as soon as you you even get a, a feeling that you might be intending to do this, and then your hand uh, moves her gun aside just as she pulls the trigger, and uh, you're able to uh, prevent uh, Lawton from being shot in the head by her colleague. Drummond is first struck by the surprise, and then she spins around, saying, "Father, what the hell? What the bloody hell did you do that for?" Why? Me? Me? What the bloody hell were you doing? What did it look like? Who said? Who said that we were an execution squad? Nobody said that, but I have issues with this man. I have things that need to be... I don't need to explain myself to you. I think you do. do I think you do. You're about to put him down as if he was a dog. I was, And yes. you were in a right bloody hurry as well. What was the hurry? There's no guards here, not just now. Let's just say that he is not deserving to live. Well, you better explain yourself. Ethan Fletcher. It was a man I met a long time ago. He got some... some information from me that that killed a lot of people that wasn't supposed to be killed he manipulated me and and Nicholas Lawton helped this happen he helped it and he he saw to it that nothing was reported and this is blood on his, his hands and he needs to to die for what he did are you happy now uh, and blood on your hands, right? I was manipulated. I was, I was forced to do it. I, I couldn't help it. So you're worried that if he goes back to London, that he's going to tell them about you and what you did? It would ruin my life and all the things I've been working for. Well, we do not have to bring him back to London. We don't have to bring him back to London. I have a, I have another idea. 
do tell. We can hand him over to the NVKD. To the Soviets. Damn Bolsheviks. <sighs> yeah. London's never going to find out a word of what he knows. How can you be so sure? He can, he can be looked after by them. Well, the, the Soviets and the British. Come on. Do you know, I'd rather just shoot him. But I wouldn't. You no, see, that's I you. wouldn't. And between the two of us, there's only one soldier and there's one office worker. And I'm the soldier and you're the office worker. I've got How more guns How dare you call you. me an office worker? Well, if the cap fits, you know. And <sighs> I don't think now that your rank makes any difference in this room, does it? So, what's it going to be? Well, Drummond is just fed up by this and she is now aiming the gun towards Farley. Who's aiming his <sighs> MP40 at her. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a standoff here then. Yeah. Bauer, what do you do? You guys, um, <laughs> can't we just bring him outside and settle this later? We are in the middle of a Gestapo house and uh, and um, if your uh, Dirkness friend is correct, we will not be able to leave with him anyway. So uh, we could just uh, try and do that first and then, then we see, yeah? I don't think so. She says, and she shoots. Ooh! <laughs> oh, snap! Yep. <laughs> All right. So, this is interesting. Then you will both engage in violence at the same time. It's, I think... it's just that I've got an MP40. And, <laughs> you do? And, uh... <laughs> but she's aiming to the head. I mean, she's aiming yeah, to the head. Of course. But she is uh, also... Um, see, so... Um, Cecil has plus zero in violence, and uh, Farley has uh, plus three. <laughs> yes. And is better armed. But let's see what happens. So you both roll uh, uh, engage in violence, and uh, let's see who gets the highest. I've got nine, and then I've got three to add to that, so twelve. Twelve. Thirteen! All right. Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then... Uh, <sighs> Then Cecil, Drummond. Cecil, you sh you shoot Farley in the head, and Farley, you are able to pull off a burst with your MP40 right into Drummond, and there's a huge just bang in this small, tiny room, this torture room, this metal room, and then there's silence, and there's Bauer standing. And there's two dead bodies on the floor. What do you do, Bauer? <laughs> I just shake my head in incredulity. Yeah, I try to. I try to. I get the key from Farley. Yes, you uh, grab the key from his uh, from his uh, hands. And I unlock the bonds of Lawton. Yes, you will have to carry this uh, this body if you uh, wish to move it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I just uh, invented that uh, Bauer is quite small and 
not very <laughs> not very strong. So he has a tough time doing it, but he tries to drag Lawton out of there. You start to uh, drag uh, Lawton out yeah. of the uh, Gestapo house yeah. um, towards the uh, the stairs, then towards to try to get up, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, just as you are trying to move up the stairs, there's a woman coming down, and she looks surprised. Where, where are the others? Have you you have not killed Max Fester? You know the deal that we have made. I made no deal. Well, you will not be allowed to leave until you kill Max Vester. Or uh, until we keep you here. Perhaps perhaps you know what? That might just be quite entertaining. Since there's only one of you left, I, I really doubt that you would be able to put up much against against the Gestapo. You don't seem to be in the mind to fight. Would you like that? Shall we do it that way? You will stop me, you and your non-friends, yeah? I try to move past her. Uh, you do, and uh, as you do that, you feel metal penetrating your uh, your throat, and blood spurts out, <laughs> and she uh, she looks at you with a, with a strange look on her face. And uh, she she shakes her head and and lets you fall to the floor. And she then speaks to all three of you. It is fortunate for us that that you came here, because now now we will have more more people to torture. We will have so much fun, you see, she says, and and she's joined by six other women looking very much like her. And you in your with your dying breath you you see them as they truly are these hideous creatures. And it is in this in this Gestapo house that you are you are tortured for the rest of your existence, which will be very, very long. And that ends <laughs> Seven Sisters. Death is only the beginning, eh? <laughs> Thank you so much, Matthias! Thank Woo! you, Matthias! For, uh, <laughs> oh, oh. Whoa! You guys! That was unexpected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was very unexpected. I, I'd, I'd hoped that you would get, go after the Gestapo, but uh, you know it, it works out and it, it plays into your <laughs> your backgrounds rather well. It really came to a head uh, in a very uh, definitive way. <laughs> well, you guys, you sure know how to go out with a bang. <laughs> a double bang. Oh, jeez. And what's what's up with you guys? Our listeners will start to think that uh, Anneli and Dominic are uh, <laughs> not too close friends. What? <laughs> I'd, I'd like to assure them we get on very well outside yes. of scenarios. Yes, um, we do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Matthias, uh, for for leading us, guiding us through this uh, 
scenario Nightmare. of cult <laughs> <laughs> lost. And we, how did you how did you enjoy it? It uh, it uh, was um, there's a lot of things that uh, that uh, we could uh, we could have done, and I'm glad that you followed up on a lot of the leads and then got to uh, to meet a lot of the well the characters of, of Berlin. Hey, it was interesting. There was sometimes this feeling that there were other things, you know, that one was passing by. But mm. you've also got the the momentum and the decisions you've made, and uh, and you, you don't want to stop too long, you know, to sort of figure out absolutely everything before you know moving on. And it, it was a very yeah. vivid world to be in. This uh, kind of pre-apocalyptic uh, Berlin, as it were. And then this this other world hovering just beyond or even in sight. Yeah. Oof. Well, we certainly <laughs> want to play more, some more cult, right? Don't yes. we? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, that, yeah. That really <laughs> whetted my appetite. Yeah. So we uh, we will have a um, some kind of competition where. One of our lucky listeners can win uh, uh, Cult of Interlust, the the core rule book, and uh, we uh, we also have it. So we will most definitely try and get something more, either with Matthias or with someone else as GM, and we will definitely head into this uh, world of nightmares once more. You can't wait. But uh, yeah, very happy to hear great. it. I hope you will uh, enjoy your descent into further nightmares, <laughs> and uh, let's let's see how it ends next time. <laughs> but for now, the nightmare ends, and we say thank you once more to Matthias, uh, Anneli, and Don- Dominic. We uh, will see you later, uh, doing something else. And uh, thank you so much for listening, and we hope you will keep on listening when Sweden will roll once again. Listen to Sweden Rolls playing Cult of Divinity Last with special guest star GM Matthias Fredriksson of Red Moon Roleplaying. Cult was originally created by Gunilla Jonsson and Mikael Petersen, and Cult Divinity Last is published by Helmgast. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, to get the opportunity to win some awesome giveaways. If you want to support our podcast and help us create more and more content, please go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash The music for this one shot was created by myself, Andreas Lundström. Until our next episode, goodbye and farewell. <laughs>